Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey everyone, it's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I, we get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. Hey, it's going to be your church and your turn up. So listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ladies and gentlemen, I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. It's in this league. My defense is impregnable. Come again with Scott Bogman and Chris Welsh. Can't wait. What is that? Did that blow your mind? That just happened. Welcome back, everybody. It's Hour 3, and guess who's back, back on Hour 3 with me? It's KC Bubba, and I made up this song. Bubba, come back. You can blame it all on me. Uh, very, very happy to have you back, Bubba. And how is uh, fatherdom? It's amazing. And like the the Terminator once said, I said I'd be back, and I'm back. So here we are. But uh, the, the fatherdom is great. I absolutely love it. I miss, like it sounds weird, but I actually miss podcasting all the time. I miss talking to you and other guys. But uh, <laughs> it's it's pretty awesome. It's, it's quite the trade-off, I'll say. I, I think I'm winning right now, and we'll go in that route. But uh, it's good to be back. It's good to be back in this league. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And uh, please follow him on the Twitter if you don't know at BDentrick, B-D-E-N-T-R-E-K. It's right in front of my face and I almost misspelled it. So, uh, but uh, Bubba, tell everyone uh, where they can find all your work, what you got going on and all that stuff, because it's been a while. Usually we wait till segment two. We'll do segment one. Get it off the bat here. Yeah, um, you can find me. Fantasy Sports Agents is my little toy, but I do bench with Bubba. I still get that in once a week. It used to be a lot more. I like to get back to a lot more. That'd be Crazy. fun. But, mm-hmm. uh, yes, <laughs> I love to get in. Yes, <laughs> but um, we're working on that. And then I do MLB DFS quick hits every morning, Monday through Friday, by myself. And then I do a um, the Line Star MLB DFS show with Joe Pisapia Monday through Friday. I write for Rotoballer.com uh, DFS work over there. And uh, there's so much more, so much fun stuff. Just check me on Twitter at BDentric, and you'll find it all and uh, enjoy all that the uh, baseball has to give. And uh, I think you got to be enjoying this baseball season uh, probably way more than I am because the expectations for our teams are vastly different, I would say, going into the year. Yet the record is pretty much identical here. Uh, Both, I think the Giants are 8 and 12 and the Diamondbacks are 8 and 11. Um, I've been walking many, many miles Mm -hmm. on my treadmill. The very first one run loss for the D backs uh, they had the other night, and they went into the ninth down 8 to 2 and lost eight to seven. Every other loss was at least three. I almost lost hundred dollars right now. Uh, you know, it was at least three damn runs. And uh, I have been sweating my ass off 
on this stupid treadmill. So I'm sure you've been enjoying that, right? I've been loving every minute of it. I'm actually very happy for you. I think it's an awesome trade-off compared to last year. I think, honestly, I think this uh, this baseball season, you've exercised more than I have, uh, and I've had more Carl's Jr. than you've had, which is very <laughs> weird trade-off. Um, that, that's like they have this, they have that new um, big burger thing they have gone a double bacon burger. That's actually pretty darn good. But I think of you every time I go by there, and I realize <laughs> you're probably walking yours off while I'm just sitting in my truck eating it. But I, uh, yeah, it's pretty good. I hate Carl's Jr. now. I like you know, 77 trips. Uh, we'll do it. Even when I'm like, you know, at the end, I would like order the fries and make the video and just be like, oh, I can't eat this. You know, what I mean, I'd take like two or three bites of it and then toss it in the trash. Like it, it would, it just got so, and, and going there got aggravating. Like, you know, I don't have to leave my house to get on the treadmill, which is nice. Uh, but if I had said I was doing this and not had the treadmill in my house, I might have been SOL because yeah. I mean I, I would probably would have just got a Fitbit and walked around, uh, you know, my neighborhood or whatever. But it's also doesn't dip below a hundred degrees here anymore. You know, yeah, that, I mean? that would have been a rough, uh, rough exercise program for you. Right, right, exactly. Going from nothing to walking, you know, five miles in hundred and sixteen, you know, is not not ideal. So, yeah, not uh, but but let's get your impressions on the the season so far. You know, like I said, we're uh, almost through a third of the season at this point. Uh, 20 games, If as long as you're not a Cardinals fan, uh, you know, you've seen uh, 20 games. Uh, or the Marlins, I think, are about 12, 13 games, somewhere in that neighborhood uh, as we're recording this. So uh, baseball has been weird, but it's been fun, and I'm kind of getting used to no crowd and all that stuff. So uh, I just love being able to watch baseball highlights every single day. So uh, what are your thoughts on the early season so far, Bubba? I love it. Like you said, I've gotten used to the to the no crowds. If I'm not paying like super close attention, even the little cardboard deals like kind of pass. If you just kind of glance at it, like okay, that kind of works. Um, the, the the games are getting better and better now. These guys are kind of getting loose. Uh, it's good to have it back. I I know there's masks everywhere, so that's still different if you're not used to it. But uh, the game is back. Uh, we get to watch highlights, like you said. I have a game on right now while we talk, which is good to see. And uh, we got fancy baseball, so it's been fun. We've um, have a lot of craziness, like you said, but overall, it's pretty good. Just wish some guys could stay at home or in their hotel room. That that helped a lot. So I was specifically told to ask you about Zach Plesac and Mike Clevenger and the Indian situation because apparently I, I didn't see it, but there may or may not have been a Bubba rant uh, recently about uh, Zach Plesac and his nonsense. And for those of you that are unfamiliar, Zach Plesac is a uh, pitcher for the Cleveland Indians. And uh, he got popped for breaking curfew the other night and, you know, just basically leaving the hotel and doing whatever he wanted. And uh, also in that situation, um, in that same situation, Mike Clevenger, who is a, you know, the top 10-ish pitcher in, in the, the big leagues, uh, he was out with Zach Plesak. He made it home before curfew, so he didn't get caught. But then he defended Plesak and uh, rode the, the plane home knowing full well he had also gone out and done the exact same thing that police acted, and they made him rent a car and drive back to Cleveland. Uh, they didn't even let him go back up to his room. That was amazing. So uh, this is a very weird situation, but this is just this is the selfishness that you get when um, people don't act right. So that this is that's exactly what happened. So, Bubba, your, your take on that, and I guess police act had some things to say today or the other day. 
Yeah, I think it's just absolutely pathetic what they're doing. It's like you guys can't survive for a, a couple more weeks before you can do whatever the heck you want. Like, and, and the biggest thing with, with the Indians, and this is what a lot of their teams said, and this is what I like. I like seeing these guys on their teams speak up about how they let us down, how they failed us. Your teammate Carlos Carrasco went through leukemia last year. Yeah. He's one of like the most like he, he's just he, he's one of the most susceptible people to it. And you're going out there and doing these things and not caring. But uh, police act today. This was great because. You know, in football, you guys wear helmets, so you don't know what a lot of them look like. Well, Plesak, he's like a fifth-string pitcher, so I really don't care what he looks like. So I've never, really, <laughs> I've never paid attention to him. And he did a video where he was driving in his um, car. A rented so he, car that he had to yeah. rent because it wouldn't let it back up to his room. But he's recording the video while he drives. So, kids, don't try this at home. That's good example one from the <laughs> major league pitcher that just made a huge decision to screw his team over. There, there's one. Um, and then it made me flash back to like the eighties. They weren't quite puka shells, but they were different colored, like beady necklaces. He had like four or five necklaces on. He had some bracelets. He had like this big gold pinky ring. Like he thought he was, you know, um, from Goodfellas or something. It was, it was pretty wild, but the biggest kicker. Check out our private chat. Is that how you would describe it? I can't say that on the radio. Um, which I don't, it doesn't, it's not online. Um, Oh, over to the right. You don't have the one that says private chat. Yeah. Oh, 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 that private chat. Um, yes, yes. Okay. Uh, well, actually, I'm going to give you what he looks like. Um, so he had, <laughs> and then he had this big poofy like blonde hair on top and tight around the the, back, the sides. You know what he wants to be? He's a Jake Paul wannabe, and no one wants to be Jake Paul. Just remember that you don't want to wow. be or Logan Paul or any of the Pauls. You don't want that. So um, it was it was a very very ugly ugly situation there. And he's basically saying the media is evil. They're dragging him through the mud. He didn't do anything wrong. He showed up a couple of minutes late. Da da da. It goes on this whole rant. He said he served his three days. I should be able to go pitch. This is ridiculous. Well, look, I mean, he's entitled to his own opinion, of course. But I think when you see what happened with Miami, you Mm -hmm. see what happened in St. Louis. And like you just said, you just said it. His teammate had leukemia and is at, uh, you know, a higher risk uh, for complications with COVID Uh, just last season, you know, uh, when everyone acknowledges how selfish you're being, I think maybe instead of defending yourself uh, so vehemently, it's time to reflect. It's time to look back and say, hey, look, if everyone is doing this and I'm the one guy that didn't, that's clearly on me. And he's not the one guy, obviously, because what we heard about the Marlins and it was never um, it, it never, you know, really panned out to where we didn't get the full story. You know what I mean? But uh, yeah, it was the strip club that these guys went to and they came back with COVID Mm -hmm. or, or a nightclub. Either way, they're either dancing or they're getting lap dances. They're bumping and grinding with something they shouldn't be bumping and grinding with. Exactly. And Mm -hmm. then they come back and it spreads like wildfire throughout the locker room. And I think with the Cardinals, we just have no idea. Like it was just kind of a a freak thing. And guys, Oh, they went to the casino. Went to the casino, yeah. There's a group that did. Christ's sake, I just, you know, it's just so dumb. I don't know. Maybe it's because we're older and boring uh, than most uh, players. But I mean, just relax. Just relax for a little bit, Mm -hmm. and you're getting paid an enormous amount of money. Even if you're making the league minimum, you're making an enormous amount of money to just f off and and do what you're supposed to do. So, uh, dude, there's so many things to catch up uh, on you with. Number one. Are you beating the jumping Jesus out of everyone in all your leagues like you are in my home league? I, mm. I was it was you and me one and two for about the first week and a half. I've dipped down to five and you're still steady Eddie first place. Hey, sometimes it's good, better to be lucky than good. I don't know. Oh, but, uh, 
But uh, yeah, no, I am pounding the Pandy League. There's no doubt about that. It's uh, it's more like the pounding league. Uh, so that <laughs> one's that one's pretty fun there. But uh, the rest of my leagues, I'm not really dominated. I'm either like top four in most of them. I'm just kind of floating around there. It's just, it's it's tough, man. Like I have a lot of I have a few Cardinals. I had a lot of um a lot of teams that have missed some time. Let's put it that way. Yeah, Pirates. So it makes it really yeah Marlins, real tricky. Yeah. And so when leagues lock and they're not daily leagues, difficult stuff. Yeah, I mean I've had um. I have plenty of shares. I have Goldie in a couple spots. Um, I don't have too many Cardinals pitchers, so that hasn't been bad. But I had John VR uh, in a couple spots too, who I was who missed a bunch of games. So I've had some of that. But I, I'm really, I do have a couple middling teams uh, that are between like, you know, a lot of my leagues that I do are 16 man. So I have teams that are like between five and 11, five and 10, somewhere in that neighborhood. I have like three or four teams like that. But I have a lot of second, fourth, first, or 16th 20th 18th yeah i'm very very ricky bobby this season so far yeah i'm trying to fix these bad teams too i'm in the player haters ball which i hate being last in because that's like the one league where people talk smack and they're not actually talking that much smack either but i got one guy who's like well uh the cardinals aren't playing and bogman's in the cellar so it's just a normal day here (laughs) you know so i'm i'm just starting to get annoyed you know and i bumped up to 12 at one point last night out of 14 i was like look I'm not last anymore. And then when I woke up today, I was back down to last. So uh, I don't know. I just can't. I can't get out of the cellar. It, everything, everything's so tight with just such a small sample and everything. It's just, every day it just changes so much. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, but okay. Now, this we haven't talked about. Uh, I'm sure you've talked about it, but I haven't talked about it with you yet. Uh, Joe Kelly and, and the Astros and, <laughs> uh, you know, all, all, all of that stuff and the facial expressions and the suspension that did get bumped down to five games instead mm-hmm. of eight now. So uh, let, let's just let's get your take on all that stuff. Well, part of me thinks it's just pathetic because he wasn't on the Dodgers to begin with. So I think it's kind of like you weren't there. But I will respect the heck out of it, especially when. It, uh, a, he has that viral video in the offseason where he's throwing in high and right. It's like, okay, is he foreshadowing? No, he's just a bad pitcher. But, well, uh, I, I had said to my buddy Jag, uh, who's a huge Dodgers fan, I had said, hey, look, he even has the built-in backstory of how much he misses because he broke his own window in the offseason. Yeah, it's like uh, it's like the old um, wild thing Vaughn where he like, keeps taking out the guy's head when he's practicing on Major League during spring training. The little <laughs> dummy. Yeah, he's just practicing. But uh, throwing at those guys, not off-speed pitches, just straight heat, not even carrying, 3-0 pitch, oh, screw it, he's going to put him on base anyways, bonk. I thought that was beautiful. And then the exchange with Carlos Correa, who, um, nice swing B. I think that mm-hmm. was one of the funnier things, like, blowing kisses. Because people like laugh at Kelly, but they forget he's a brawler. Like He fights anybody. He fought in Boston. He's not afraid of anybody so i'll respect him for that there's a lot of guys that'll throw and then run no he'll, he'll throw if you want to throw like he doesn't care so um i think that part's funny um it's probably over now we're not gonna see it any, anymore but it was fun while it lasted i'll say that much that was yeah it, it was it was pretty cool to see and i i think your initial thought though like joe kelly wasn't there wasn't he also on the red sox when, yeah, he was on the when red that sox stuff too. was going on yeah i guess they were knocked out by the the astros so maybe there's something there i guess okay the only thing i would complain about for sure I got no problem with them throwing at him. Don't throw like 95 to 100 mile cheese at the head. Like that's right. just wrong. That's wrong. Like you could kill a guy. So yeah, uh, and he hit uh he hit Bregman. I thought Bregman's response was perfect. Yeah. And, and he knew it was coming. Take it, walk to first, walk away. And Bregman is not a guy that has been known for his level-headed responses. Remember, he has talked smack to people on Twitter before. Uh he has been pretty vocal about uh, other little infractions and stuff, the stuff between him and uh Oh crap, Bauer! I think it was, uh, you know, talking about like the stickum and, and all that stuff. So 
there's uh he's been vocal and he got hit and he he just he kind of made a face like come on you know like not near my head you know pretty much yeah. like you just said because i think it got him in the shoulder if i'm remembering correctly yeah. but it um it, it was too high right yeah. uh but but it got him he he took it he went down to first and that was that but carlos correa who is even more vocal in yeah. the off season with the you know if you don't know what you're talking about shut the f up and and all that stuff we knew his ass was getting drilled so it was uh, i was happy to see that happen but then we had more astro stuff when ramon loriano got hit twice in one game he uh barked some words out at the uh at the pitcher but he walked down to first and it seemed to be pretty much over and then alex Cintron uh screamed something at him which we have now been told was about his mother yep. and um and that's not a good thing to do so loriano charges him and then he's protected by the other Astros players because he's a coach, Cindron. Mm -hmm. And uh, that was, I think, six games for Loriano, which will get lowered on appeal. Cindron got 20. And I like John Boy's comment, Bubba, was uh, the, the Astros it should suspend Cindron and say, hey, we're not about uh, this type of act, but they're about that type of act, so they won't suspend it. Pretty so, much. so I thought that was pretty good. Yeah, it was pathetic. Like, if you're the coach and you're talking about somebody's mom, like, like, I, like I tweeted out, you start talking trash about my mom, I'm probably coming your direction too. Just the yeah, way it's going to go. Like, it's just, that's just how the facts of life, especially, um, apparently it was really bad stuff. And, uh, Loriano's response, basically like I do it again because he had some other choice words to it. Really, really <laughs> appreciated that response from Loriano because, you know, some people just think guys are hot headed, but you, you can't cross certain lines. Like you can talk yeah. a little trash here. You just can't cross certain lines. And these, uh, when it comes from a coach who is like a, a quad a player at best, just shut your mouth. And I hate the people that talk all the trash. They're like the short person in the bar. They talk all the trash and stand behind their friends. It's like, no, no, no. If you're gonna, like, if you're gonna talk trash, you better be willing to get the first punch. That's just how it's gonna go. And I feel called out. Uh, short guy, <laughs> Bubba mentions. I'm not the tallest, all right. But uh, also, I'm not that that type of s talker. And if I am, I'm willing to back it up too. So you know that that is. Um, it was pathetic by Alex and Tron. You're absolutely right. And you don't know what line who who's gonna. He wanted to get charged. That's why he said that. If if he didn't want to get charged, you don't cross that mom line. You know what I mean? Because some people are like, eh, okay, you're just trying to get me. But some people are like, that's the line, and you're crossing it. So uh, you just never know. But we got to hit a break. When we come back, we'll talk a little more baseball, maybe uh, you know, um, drink a little bit and pour one out for uh, a lot of the college football season, and we'll talk some NFL too. It's hour three in this league on the Sports Grid. Stick with us. We'll be right back. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Have you written a book and need some insight into what comes next? Or are you passionate about cooking and want to know how to make it your career? Or maybe you just want to hear insider stories about the entertainment industry. 
Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. And on our podcast, Two Guys from Hollywood, we bring our expertise to the table with, of course, delicious cocktails and all kinds of recipes for you to try at home. So grab a drink and join us. We've got a wide range of celebrity guests and Hollywood insiders to discuss pop culture, publishing, and entertainment. And we'll provide you with an unfiltered and sometimes brutally honest show about Hollywood. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. Yeah, man, I'll tell you what, that dang old... In this league. Talk about www.wcomedy.com, man, you go click, 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 click. It's real easy, man. Uh, I don't know what you're saying, but that, that's what's going on, yeah. Welcome back. It's In This League on the Sports Grid. Get on the grid. I'm your host, Scott Bachman. Follow me on the Twitter, at Bachman Sports. And I'm here with Casey Baba at BDNTrick, and uh, we're kind of doing a victory lap of being back together, doing this show. It's a lot of fun uh, and catching up on all the baseball stuff. But So we talked about all like the incident stuff. We talked about, you know, uh, the, the Marlins and the Indians and the Cardinals and uh, the brawls and stuff like that. But in the game, just specifically, who are some players that you're really disappointed by and who are you really really surprised by who who are in that excuse me that mix is it fair to say i'm surprised by aaron judge like doing what he's doing but uh well staying healthy too yeah yeah well he got scratched the other day so watch out um that one's there but what some some of the surprises for me is like trent grisham he's much better than i thought he'd be i know that's um staying it pretty quick and easy but i thought he was a value in drafts i didn't think he'd be this good like he's been super good and the padres have been a phenomenal team as a whole. So I think that's that's a Fernando lot of like, Tatis. Oh God. man, I, I was wrong on him. I said I wouldn't pay a first round pick for him. So that that one uh that one's that one burns a little bit there. But uh the Padres are a lot of fun. Watching the White Sox Lou Bob do his thing is a joy. Like that kid is stinking good. Like really, really he's good. He's like Puig without the mouth. So far, he's young. Give him a chance. Give he, him time. Well, yeah. I mean, right. <laughs> Give him time. We all develop that lip once we get comfortable. Right. It's coming. <laughs> it's coming. But uh, like here, here's one for you. So I'm just like scrolling through the top hundred because most guys, like I could see arguments either way. Colin Moran, he has hit his seventh home run today. Hit his yeah. seventh home run today. Like, what in the world is in the water there? But I guess I, I, we haven't talked in a while. So do you agree that this is basically the juice ball all over again? I, I think it kind of has to be. I mean, we saw, um, you know, as we're recording this first game in Buffalo last night, and oh Buffalo God. made Colorado look big. You know, yeah. it was uh, it was unbelievable how many home runs were hit in a game between the Marlins and the Blue Jays. I mean, the pitching was subpar too, and we'll see if this keeps up there. But oh my God, it looks so trashy too that stadium. I mean, like you could see the 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 freeway and all the semis and stuff driving past. Clearly, you know, like an industrial freeway there uh, going on. So um, it, it looked just like it did in every single MLB The Show game. Where yes. they had a stadium that looked uh, like it's clear that they used that stadium as one of the markers uh, for that game at some point, um, but uh, but yeah, I mean it's probably I hadn't really thought about it to be honest with you, 
Uh, I just know that the D-backs pitching has been so horrific. I mean, uh, Robbie Ray has been tragic. Luke Weaver has been worse than Robbie Ray, and Bumgarner's hurt. So uh, outside of Gallon, and Merrill Kelly looks good, but it's looked so terrible for us, I guess I didn't think about the juice ball. But, yeah, looking at this Pittsburgh versus Cincinnati game right mm -hmm. now, it's 9-4. to four. So, yeah, yeah the, the scoring is up. So, yeah, we're probably back to the juice ball. You're probably right about that. And then there's um, – I haven't got to read all the article by Ben Lindbergh that came out this week, but just randomly, no, no one said a word. Like three other major league teams put humidors in this year. Like I think Fenway. Yeah. I want to say, is it Safeco? And there's like there's three teams. I know Fenway was one of them. And I'm like, that would have been interesting to know, just to say, like maybe. Yeah. Like goodness gracious. Yeah, I mean, it was it was such a huge factor in Cardi. Uh, yeah, Derek Cardi was a big – um, he, he moved the Diamondbacks hitters overall down in 2018 when that they in 2017 or 2018, I think it's 2018 when they installed the humidor. And so he moved his projections for a lot of the D backs down and Welsh and I were kind of like, really? And it did like, he took a victory lap for it. I think it was kind of closer to the middle, but it definitely did have an effect, a negative effect on the hitters too. And it helped out the pitchers. So it like you said, it would have been nice knowing that going into the year and no one really knew it. I mean, the Red Sox have, they really got problems in their rotation, obviously, but um, you know, it would have been nice to know that the ball uh, is goes in the humidor because that does have a substantial effect on hitters. Yeah. Big time. But uh, yeah, overall it's, I can't really have too many like strong takeaways after what, two and a half, three weeks. But um, there, there is just some, some guys are just really surprising that they're, being as productive either by stealing bags or hitting the home runs or guys are kind of justifying why I like them type things. And, you know, there's always guys that stink that you wanted to like, but I'm like, but most of those guys knock on wood so far have been later in the draft. So that's worked out pretty well. But um, I guess like that and um, all these pitching injuries have been just hor like horrible. Closers, closers, my friend, closers. Oh, oh, oh my God. God. The closers have been absolutely terrible. I mean, I have plenty of shares of Hater and Yates, so one of those has worked out for me. Yates, four saves, that's good. Yeah, exactly. Like we drew it up, right? Uh, <laughs> the Welsh was talking about how how much did Rafael Montero go in your TGFBI? Um, I'd have to go back and check. He's well over two hundred bucks. I know that much. So he went in mine. I couldn't believe it. I thought someone made a mistake when Welsh would tell me someone uh, spent like four hundred forty-seven dollars oh, yeah. on him or something ridiculous. He went for 98 in mine and I was second bid at 58. So wow. um, uh, I was just kind of surprised he did. He got uh, a save two straight days. Does he have a save since then? I don't even know. He got one last night, I believe on Wednesday night. Okay. I believe he got one Wednesday night and he's looked pretty good at least compared to a lot yeah. of other players. So that's good. Yeah, he's not, he's not a bad pitcher. It's just, it's just surprising that a guy, you know, the first save of the Rangers season was against the Diamondbacks and I was watching it. Of course it was Nick Goody. And that's why I, I said to everyone, I was like, well, here's Nick Goody on for the save like we all predicted. Yep. You know what I mean? So the closers, Ian Kennedy uh, has looked like trash. Somehow Trevor Rosenthal, who I didn't even know was in the bigs anymore, uh, <laughs> is back and going. So uh, there is uh, – the bullpens are ridiculous right yeah, now. Bad. I mean, uh, really, really bad. I think they're going to even out or will get some steadier hands here at some point where, you know, just some of these guys will be locked in. Like I think in the next week or two, we'll know how bad Yates is actually hurt. And uh, if Pomerantz is just the closer now, because it seems like Pomerantz that leverage guy and they want to give Yates the ninth. And I think they want to keep doing that, but he's banged up. 
Um, you want Pomerantz to be that eighth, ninth inning type guy, like you said, leverage wise, like he was with, with the Brewers. You want something like that. Relying on him in the ninth, you'd almost, you almost we would have figured Pagan would have been the ninth guy, and that yeah. Well, the first game of the season with uh, your boy Tyler Rogers just gets uh, okay. rocked. That's one, that's one I I missed big time. Well, and not only uh, not only did he get rocked, they also brought him in in seventh. Uh, yeah, they, they brought him in the seventh, and that was it was because it was against I think hitters two, three, and four in the Dodgers lineup. Dodgers are a tough draw anyway, but mm-hmm. Rogers hasn't looked good. Even since then, I mean, he threw. Remember, AJ Pollock yesterday was screaming at the umpire uh, yep. because it should have been ball four, and then he got back in and hit a bomb on the next pitch. So yeah. Tyler Rogers doesn't look good. Trevor Gott has looked great uh, yep. for your boys. Yastrzemski has looked amazing. Oh, I can't. It was like I don't know if he's still there, but it was like a, as earlier this week or this past weekend, he was like first or second in Fangraphs WAR in all of baseball. Wow! Like I just, I laughed thinking I never thought a Giants hitter would ever be close to that, like top ten even. No, Yastrzemski's right up there because he just rakes right now. It is ridiculous yeah. what he's doing. But um, uh, uh, let's just get this off my chest since we talked about it a few months ago. Gabe Kapler's managing abilities are like he's he's already forget he already forgot once um, the proper way to bring a pitcher in and out of a game this yeah. season. So that was that was a lot of fun. And then um, I know you don't watch Giants games very much, but. I don't know if you like drink Granky or not when you're on the D backs, but last night when he's facing the Giants, he was literally telling the the hitters what was coming. He was saying what pitches were coming. Granky was, was? It was hilarious. I did not see that. So uh, you know, yesterday the D backs played a day game and won early. So I was like, okay. Uh so I had uh, MLB network on uh my second TV, but I was catching up on uh some shows. So I didn't I just didn't see him calling them out. That's amazing. It was That's hilarious. incredible. I didn't know. hilarious. A professional hitter, if you think they knew it was coming, they should be able to hit the baseball. Nope. Granky just did his thing. It was hilarious. God. That's like, it's so weird because we're having like, this is the first pandemic since 1918 with the Spanish flu, right? So it's 2020. So it's literally over 100 years. And yeah. uh, baseball was weird then. And it feels like baseball is so weird now. It's kind of the same deal. And I, I was talking about this the other day. I just can't wait for people to look back in the history books in 70 years and go, what the hell was going on? Why did they not start the season until June? Uh, and why were there only 60 games? And is the attendance really zero on all of these games? What is this all about? You know, uh, so I can't, uh, I can't wait till this is such a far distant memory. Um, That'd be to great. where, you know, yeah, hopefully it's that, that way in two years, that would be amazing. You yeah. Know? Um, but, um, I, I wouldn't expect that. I'd probably be closer to five, but um, mm-hmm. who knows at this point? Not yeah, trying to you gotta, negative. You imagine, like fan you imagine, even if there's a vaccine or whatever, it's going to take a while for everyone to get comfortable going back to a game. Yeah, so like yeah, there. exactly. Uh, yeah, exactly. So, and what are those teams going to do? Are they going to yeah. like? Is COVID going to be on the back of the ticket, just like getting hit in the face with a baseball is? Oh, probably. Is that something they're they gonna, can do? You're going to have to. You're gonna have to. Right. It's just, just like when you go to a strip club, you know, there, there's certain things that you have to sign off on there that you're not going to have to report back. They're not going to cover your penicillin and stuff. Just the that, way it goes. Dude, I can't go to strip clubs. I just, I you're give germ- away all my money. You're no, oh, no, not all. at all. No, I'm a spender. You're a little John. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't have any of his money. Uh, <laughs> I would be ridiculous. I would be sending so many of those broads to college if, if that was me, but I, I just, I can't go. I just spend yeah. too much money. So, um, I don't know, friend, uh, that's okay. I haven't been because of that. Uh, number one, it, it's always seedy. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
it's never a great place to be. So it's this weird, like you're kind of excited and then you get in there and it's sad. And you're really a excited. little bit. You can't be excited anymore. <laughs> uh, and, and then it's a little sadder than you thought. And then you kind of get used to it. And then I'm like, where's all my money? Yeah. Did I really give it all away already? Oh, my hard, God. Hard, hard, hard. Um, but yeah, it, 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 the other part that feels weird is we keep getting older. It's like the McConaughey. They they keep they stay the same age. But yeah. it, 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 just gets, it gets a little creepier now going in there going, yeah, come sit yeah. on my lap. Yeah, like, uh, what am I going to ask her if she's going to college? Like, yeah, I'm not Algebra college age going. anymore. <laughs> have you figured out the Pythagorean theorem yet let's oh, talk about God's it God's sake yeah we should probably not be talking about this uh college football uh Bubba uh college football season good transition it's, talking about kids getting, that go to college <laughs> it's getting weird yeah speaking of tuition um yeah uh that 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 I paid for uh so college football is getting uh very weird you know a lot of the and it's just not football like people got to realize when these conferences, when the big 10 cancels uh, college football, they're canceling fall sports. So basketball is not starting up until January at the earliest too. Uh, and you know, anything else that was being played is not going to get played uh, until uh, January at the earliest for these places. But it's weird that, uh, and someone mentioned this on Twitter and I can't remember who it was. So I apologize, but they said that college sports are as divided as the country is politically. Mm-hmm. And it was a real good way to point this out. We talked about this a little bit in the first two hours, uh, Bubba, but your thoughts on the Pac-12, Big Ten, MAC, and Mountain West all canceling. And it seems like there are some conferences that are still a little in limbo, but it looks like the ACC, uh, SEC, and Big 12 are playing. Yep, the South is staying strong. We've, we've established <laughs> that. That is not good. No one is taking football away from, the, from God's country down there. That was never <laughs> happening. But um, it, it's like, I'm really torn on it because people know how I felt with with like baseball. Like I wanted it to be back. Uh, my stance for football, it's these kids aren't it's not their job. Like, OK, they're paid tuition, but don't give me that argument. These schools make billions of dollars on these guys. So it's a little different than a professional athlete, you know, paying them their salary to come play baseball. Um, so that's where that stands. Like, I don't think you should have to make these kids play on the second side of it. When you hear guys like Trevor Lawrence say the thing he said about it's safer for a lot of these players here because when you send them home where they live, the lack of, you know, health care, the lack of proper social distancing, all these things that just list one after another, it really takes that into perspective, which really doesn't get talked about very often. And I thought that was very interesting from that point of view. So it's going to be something to think about because I think it was Iowa and Nebraska and the Big Ten, they voted to want to play. And like the SEC and the ACC are already calling these other conferences and going, "Hey, if you have a team that wants to play, we'll take you. Like, come play right. with us." And um, I heard our, uh, Dan Orlovsky was on the Pat McAfee show, and they were talking about this that they they wanted to unionize college football forever, and they never can. But this could be the way where like the SEC, the ACC, the Big Twelve, they form their own power conference. They make all their money. They can pay all their players. They can do whatever they want, and they can bring in these other schools that can be a part of this power conference. And it could literally shift this whole thing like we've wanted to see shifted for so long. And this could be a massive thing for college sports if it's done properly, which will be very interesting to do. So I want to see games played. I know you want to see games played. I want everybody to stay healthy. But I think if it's done right, it's going to be okay. It's just hard to trust. Like Dan, uh, 
freaking Zach Plesak can't not go to dinner. How are these yeah. college kids not going to go out? That's well, Lou Williams is in his 30s, and he went to the strip club in the NBA bubble. To get you dinner, know, to like, get dinner, of course, just to yeah, get dinner. Lemon Pepper Lou is what they've been yeah. calling him. So yeah, I always yeah, right. go to the I always go to the club. I've, I've never eaten a damn thing at a strip club. No, why would you? Give me a break. <laughs> I mean, the only time that that was even a funny joke was in Parks and Rec when Ron Swanson. Went went to. He's like, well, they've got a breakfast buffet, so well, I know there was one. There was one by my like twenty minutes from my college over in Sacramento that they had a lunch buffet that like would be sold out every day. Really? I never. I guess went. they actually serve good food. So. I made a legit lunch buffet that went all the time. I'm like <laughs> that. Just I can't imagine having a plate of like food in front of me piled high. I'm trying to scarf down while there's these in my face. I can't. I just don't know. What well, to you know that's. Uh... <laughs> That that's uh emperor living in the old days, right? True, like true. Put the grape in my mouth and over here with the fan. Yeah. It sounds like you might as well just be in the vomitorium, you know what I mean? So uh that's just absolutely ridiculous. Uh you know, uh just not a combo that I want. You know, it's not like uh, when I eat all you can eat, and I guess guys at our size just have it a little differently too. When you when I eat all you can eat, you know, it's filled I have enough shame just from that. To not also be in a strip. Well, it's pretty much so. it's the original surf and turf, so it just depends on what you're hungry for. <laughs> you are a hundred percent correct on that. But we got to take a break. When we come back, we will talk a little bit about some of this NFL news because I haven't got to talk to Bubba about any of this stuff either. So we will uh, take a break right here. We'll be right back. It's in this league on the Sports Grid. Stick with us. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Hey, everyone. It's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. I'm still on my own journey, but I want to be transparent with you because as I was posting all the highlights of my life on social media, I was breaking down, and too many people fall victim to the picture-perfect image of the high life, so I created a space to discuss the good and the bad. We can laugh, man. We're going to learn, and most of all, I hope to inspire you to go on this journey with me to better mental health. This is going to be your church, your turn up and everything in between. So join me on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, a safe space for every kind of person. Listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. In this league. I thought we were going to be just friends. What? Friends is in the... In this league. In the dark. Last segment of In This League on the sports group. You guys are hearing endless love. You know that means this is the end of the show. The last segment 
It's me, Scott Bogman. Please follow me on the Twitter at Bogman Sports with Casey Bubba at BDNTrick on the Twitter. And please check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash ITLarmy, where you can find all the stuff we do. I've got fantasy football ranks up there, IDP ranks, dynasty ranks. Uh, the Welsh has got the PPR ranks as well. Uh, we have uh, MLB stuff. The Welsh has uh, his minor league rankings uh, over there, over 500 uh, minor league prospects ranked with notes from him on a lot of them. And uh, we do two secret shows a month. We just got done recording one. And I got to tell you guys, the Welsh revealed something that he has been, I wouldn't say hiding from me for 20 years, but purposely avoiding the conversation with me for 20 years that I had a hard time believing. And I was laughing. Close of friends as you guys are. It's amazing. There's still secrets between you two. Yeah, you know, it's not and like I said, it's not really a secret. It's just an embarrassing thing that he was like, I don't need to bring that up. And I was like, uh, you know, when I heard it, I was like, I understand why you would not bring that up. So uh, and then um, I had my buddy Will Toller on uh, one of my best friends from high school. I've known him just as long as I've known the Welsh pretty much. Uh, and he um, uh, we talked about I was taking some medicine and um, we were on having a phone conversation. He was telling me how. Uh, he is having problems sleeping, so he starts to listen to audiobooks because that's what I do when I go to bed is I go to uh, I listen to audiobooks. And he said he had been listening to the Bible and that the narrator is James Earl Jones. So I said, so you're listening to the Bible with Darth Vader reading it and you're wondering why you're having sleeping issues. Right. So, uh, well, Brian, I mean, nothing's worse than me wrestling. So um but uh, but it was embarrassing. I'll, and my reaction is worth its weight in gold for that, according to the Welsh, not according to me. But uh, NFL, Bubba, we got the, the NFL season coming up. Obviously, no preseason, which it kind of puts a hamper on helium for yes. a lot of guys. So uh, we're not going to get crazy helium. I mean, there have been some uh, pretty good you know, clips from camps and stuff out that we've enjoyed. Like, do you see that Henry Ruggs one-hander? He's balling yeah. already. Like it's fun to see these guys back at it. It okay, real quick. Sorry to interrupt you. But no, go ahead. So I've been so invested in baseball that I completely like looked at the calendar. I'm like, oh no, like we're like a month away from football because it, it really dawned on me the other night when Hard Knock started. I didn't even know it was on. Like usually, I'm like, I still haven't seen it because I, didn't I haven't, know seen, it was I haven't on. seen it either. I'm usually glued to that first. Like I know when it's on. I set up my recorder. Someone texted me and said, hey, are you watching Hard Knocks? And I'm like, are you, is it a rerun on NFL Network? Like, what are you watching? I was, so I was like, oh, no, we are close. Yeah. Yeah, we're right on top of it. They had, uh, I saw, I think, Rappaport tweet out Lee uh, Scriber, who has been the voice of Hard Knocks for, uh, and I didn't even realize that was him uh, for Ray a Donovan, while. Right? Ray Donovan. Yeah. Yep. Sabretooth. Uh, yep. He was, uh, uh, he's the voice. I, I guess I didn't even realize. Like, I feel like I knew he did some of those. Um, uh, what is it? Um, uh, the like the NFL shows where they focus on one player. Why can't I remember the name of these things? Oh, oh gosh, it's on the tip of my tongue too. I can yeah, picture yeah. The, the, the picture and everything. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah, like um, America's team or the, yeah, those so. things. Like, but the player one. So, um, but but uh, yeah. So I haven't seen it yet. And be, well, this is a thing too. And you know, Welsh has my passwords for all my HBO stuff and all that. And uh, he's like, oh, it's on HBO Max. I'm like, oh, I guess you signed us up for HBO Max because <laughs> I haven't even done it yet. Um, and uh, it doesn't work with a Roku, which is what I use for my TV. I have a Roku. So 
uh, HBO Go is gone, and apparently HBO Max and Roku and Amazon are having issues agreeing to terms to put their app on the Roku and the Prime. So I love it. Uh, I have a Prime too. That's outstanding. Yeah. So I haven't like I tried to watch it, and then I tried to go on just the uh, on demand on uh, my Directv cable box, and it's a week. It's a week after that it doesn't come up until on demand because all I could watch was the trailer. So I was oh pissed. Goodness. Uh, so I can't, I'm just gonna have to find it another run and watch it at that point. But yeah, I mean, football is coming up on us and I wanted to ask you about your boy Tua because, uh, every time we get a report on Tua, it's, he's closer and closer to taking this job and nothing has happened yet. I mean, I think, um, you know, 11 on 11 start on Monday. So, uh, all we're seeing is, you know, uh, workouts and scrimmages and things like that. There's no real hitting drills starting until Monday, and Tua's already in this mix. The doctors have said his scans are miraculous, have been their words about his hip. He looks ready to go. Are you excited, and when do you expect him to take this job? I'm very excited for Tua. I'm, I'm so excited for Tua that, to, to be a Dolphin, and I want to be excited for him in 2021. Like, really, don't rush him this year if they're not going to win because, like, sure, the scans look great or whatever you want to call them, but what's he really done in a game format in the NFL yet? Nothing. We've Not seen Fitzpatrick at least do something in a game. Like, let's let's tone it down a little bit. With no preseason, it's really tough to judge him. So that's going to make it tough. They're going to want to just give him a couple drives here and there just to see what he's got. So it's going to be interesting because the Dolphins, they're not, they're not like favorites, but they're closer than I think people give them credit for, that it's hard to just kind of move quarterbacks in and out every game. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, – man, you know, originally Pizapia had said he thought that uh, – uh, two is going to play eight games. He could play half the year. And I was like, I don't know, man. Uh, he if might I now. I'm with him now. Yeah, I think he might play more than that now. I yeah, think he might I get like, like 12. 12. Yeah, 12 yeah. is the number I'm thinking. After all these reports, it seems like everyone, even the Dolphins franchise, is on this. So if they're in and like they're, and Fitzpatrick's already saying the right things, like I'm here to hold the, like hold the seat until he's ready and then help him out. Like he's already saying all the veteran things because he's going to pay millions of dollars to hold a clipboard. So he doesn't care. And, well, tonight, uh, it's a Harvard graduate. Welsh and I did the uh, this, the flex trap for uh, Jake Seeley's uh, flex league and oh, stuff. And it was good. It was awesome, man. Yeah. and uh, it was cool. We had uh, like Andy Barons was in the room with us, and uh, he he enjoyed me and Welsh arguing so much that we're gonna have him on the show on Monday. So oh, it's you guys. It's you. Yeah, good making time. connections, making good connections. Time. So uh, yeah, yeah, and and Jake, of course. Uh, oh, another ice cream. Dude, Jake. Jake is so funny. Like I would rather talk about his. Uh, interactions in his dating stuff than football with Jake. I mean, it's too funny. Yeah, I would love to hear his. Long. I'd love to hear his dating stories because he seems like that kind of goofy, awkward guy. So I could yeah, good with that. Exactly, exactly. He he's a lot of fun to talk to. So, um, but but we did that and we took Tua. Uh, and it was kind of my idea because our I think our first quarterback bye week was week eight. I was like, well, he's going to be starting by then. We we ended up getting Haskins a couple rounds later, but it was kind of like when we were picking it was between Haskins and Tua. And I was like, give me the Tua upside. Give me that Tua upside, potentially a little bit of running. Um, you know, not much, especially this year after the hip. Um, but he's very comparable and people made the, uh, this, uh, player comp to him, uh, Russell Wilson as a lefty, you know, obviously and that would be amazing. I'd sign up for that right now. If that's the case, you mentioned, you mentioned Haskins though. We never talked about this. What are your thoughts on the Washington football team? Well, I, I mean, th finally, first off, right? Yeah, like that, it's that been, yes, but like the, the uh, football team. It, well, okay, but you know why it's the football team? 
is because people will still talk about what the name might potentially be instead of, instead of talking about the 15 sexual assault cases levied against this team for terrible negligence and horrible uh, leadership from the top down. And they said Snyder had to know uh, about all of this stuff. So instead of being able to talk about that and dwell on it, now we can all guess, are they going to be the red tails or the red wolves or whatever? It's genius as far as marketing goes to yeah, take so the, much down the road. Yeah, exactly. Because what's the first thing you brought up? It was yeah. the Washington football team, not the 15 sexual assault cases levied against. Uh, I don't know how Snyder is not getting pushed out because of this. Amazing. Like, I, yeah, he was gone. Yeah. I, I mean, this seems, and it happened in the NFL offices, right? In the football offices, this, these actions happen. Donald Sterling, which, you know, whatever, just as bad, you know, uh, he had his racist stuff. He said racist things. You can't get rid of him because of that. But they found that in some of his dealings in the apartment, it was either the apartments or hotels that he owned. He had specifically said to the leadership, don't rent to black people. So yeah, be because of that, they were able to push him out. That had nothing to do with his NBA team, right? It had nothing to do, but it was bad business practices. So they were able to push him out. This is kind of the weirdness with the NFL uh, being able to uh, not only not just um, this comment by Jag is. Yeah, I was laughing, by the way. Uh, we cannot say it into the microphone. Um, but um, the, uh, the, the thing with, with, you know, Washington, it's just unbelievable that they had, they can't push Daniel Snyder out. Like, uh, he's not a good owner. Everyone in Washington wants him gone because he meddles, he meddles too much in his team. So, uh, the football team, I could care less about the name. It, it is, it's just so clear and obvious to me that, it, that this is a media ploy to get, Hey, well, let's get different, uh, you know, red tails concepts out there, red wolves concepts out there. Let's see what a color change might be and all this stuff. So we'll just go by the Washington football team so people don't bring up the sexual assault cases. But what about uh, Damian Williams opting out? And I was I was the guy trying to calm everyone down on Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. And now I feel like, you know, you know when one person is trying to stop a group of people moving into something, right? And you're like, no, just listen to me. Just don't do this. Don't go on the boat. And people are just flying past me to get on the boat. Where are you at with Clyde Edwards-Hilaire? Well, first, I don't, I don't fault anybody for opting out. So we'll go there. Like, you want to opt out? More power to you. But um, and Damian Williams' mom had like they just yeah. found stage four cancer in her. So yeah, no yeah, problem with that at all. No problem at all. But it's kind of ironic. One of the last shows we did, or at least one of the, one of the last ones, was the uh, football show, the mock draft, and we were talking about Clyde the Ceh, how high he was going, and all that stuff. And then I took him in the mock draft. I think in round three or whatever. By the way, can can I have him in round three? Can we do that for real now? Because he. <laughs> Easily a top 10 running back right now, and you could flirt five or six, give or take. I'd have to look a little harder, but I still, I, there's still a, a couple hands there to feed, and we know how Reed does things. But, um, yeah, there's, there's a lot to like with him now, basically being the main man in charge. So, where does that mean you're putting him among your ranks? Is he a first round pick? Is he yes. a turn yes. pick? Where is he? He's towards the back end of round one. If you want to go on the turn, if he falls enough, go for it. But yeah, I, I, I wouldn't mind a piece of him. He's probably going around Derrick Henry for me, somewhere around that area. So back into round one. And um, I'm also, usually I'm not a huge running back early guy, but this year, man, we've talked about it before. I know you've talked about it a plenty. It dries up so fast. Like if you're, got you got to be really comfortable with the, going with a bunch of punt running backs in a zero running back style. 
otherwise get some guys early. So you're, if you want him, you're going to have to get him probably in round one. It's making my super flex strategy uh, a little difficult because I like going early quarterbacks. And I, I'm in one. I'm in doing one called the Warrior Bowl right now. And it's my first crack at the Sleeper app, by the way. I've never used it before. How is that? Everyone raves about it. It's pretty nice. I, like, it's not. It, I tell you what, the one thing that people might leave complained about is you can't pre draft. You can't, like, you can queue up guys, but you can't, it won't make your pick. And that's been bad for me. Uh, you know, this is. This is kind of a global thing, the Warrior Bowl. So I have guys from Australia and England and uh, I think cool. a couple guys in Europe. So, But it makes it tough because I keep coming up at 4 a.m. And I, I can't, you know, the, the timer's on, the timer's off for me, I mean, at 4 a.m. But, like, I know people are waiting for me to pick, but I can't. I can queue up guys, but it won't preload the pick for me. As so, long as it's better than my fantasy league site, you're good. <laughs> and it is, you know. And I'm doing I'm doing deathmatch in that, too. So now I'm I've got two leagues. On, on MFL, so I'm not I'm not uh, doing jumping jacks about that, but uh, you know uh, the the Clyde edwards alaire stuff is is always fun to talk about because I'm still not in, uh, you know I, I'm I, I'm I'm in and I moved him way up my board, but I moved him to running back 13, so like you know just like in that Josh Jacobs neighborhood instead because That's I fair. still think no questions I can get that uh, DeAndre Washington uh, you know they signed him and he's experienced and he's He's a lot better than what he showed in Oakland. It's just he's running behind a bad line and they had no receivers either. Like when he was a running back in Oakland, they literally had nothing. So I think he can be better on the best offense in football. And, you know, the Chiefs are still 27th in rushing last year. They just don't need to run the ball that much. So uh, I've got him as closer to a end of the second round pick, which just means I'll never own him. And that's fine by me. Uh, but there's plenty of people that are out on Fournette and I am. Still no, a not. giant Fournette yeah. fan. I've been on Fournette too. I don't understand the slander. I just don't get it. Yeah, I don't. I I just I I won't get like if he gets hurt, okay. But the talent's there. Uh, what easier, Carlo? He's what? Oh yeah. Well, Stanton, I'm done with. I, I'm done. <laughs> I can't do it anymore. Like sixty games, you have to last, and you can't. I can't do it. You know. I'm That's sorry. Funny. He's gonna miss at least thirty games. He's gonna miss it's half funny. of this year. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He is. I it, luckily, uh, and I don't know if you knew this uh, going in there, but uh, the Welsh got like five shares of him because he took him before me in a bunch of drafts. So the only share I have of Stanton, and Welsh has got him in our home league too. The only share I have of Stanton at all is in a keeper league. So I didn't get him in one draft this year. Not a single draft that I did for this year did I get Stanton. Now I took about thirteen shares of Luke Weaver. So that doesn't look great. I had Joey Lucchesi in a bunch of spots been sent down to the minors, you know, um, so, but I picked up Dylan Bundy in a bunch of leagues. Too, so uh, I, so I, I've been, I don't know, like I said, I'm Ricky Bobby, but we got to go. I want to talk so much more. I want to spend the whole three right, hours talking to you, but we'll be back. We'll be back. This is, we're back on schedule, right? We're good. We're back. We're back. So uh, follow us all on Twitter, please. At Bogman sports for me at BD Entrick for Bubba at, is it the Welsh for the Welsh? And like I said, we'll be back with Bubba next week and uh, send some, uh, you know, uh, send some well wishes to John Law back there. It's called 91 uh, because he he wrenched his back and he couldn't even record a podcast because he hurt his back so bad. So at Graham's call 91, let's wish him well and we will see him again soon. So uh, take it easy, everybody. We will see you then.
sportsgrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. Sportsgrid.com. Build digital-first customer relationships with Salesforce Digital 360. Connect every marketing, commerce, and digital experience on a single platform. Innovate fast with easy-to-launch sites, campaigns, and apps. That's more relationships, more revenue, more return, and more success. Salesforce Digital 360. Hear from our customers at sfdc.co slash digital 360. 